What's going on, everybody? It's Derek. And it's Doug. And it's Sam. Welcome back to the Gaming and Chill <clears throat> podcast. How are you gentlemen doing this afternoon? Eh, pretty tired, but you know. <laughs> well, I can understand that. <laughs> Why would you be tired? I don't know. There's this little little human that goes through and keeps screaming in my ear at random times of the day. Uh, I've done no such thing, and you can't prove it. <laughs> well played. At well work. Played. This yeah. is the uh, first podcast you've been on since then, right? Yeah, man. How's, how's the life treating you? Oh, you know. I mean... Look back to the last sleep statement. Depravity. Yeah, sleep depravity and, you know, anything sleep else. Sleep depravity but... or sleep deprivation deprivation okay. <laughs> yes like true sleep depravity that that comes uh, with the sleep desperation is mixing up of words <laughs> and the sleep desperation <laughs> yes yep there but, you go you know, everything's and then if going you have, well then if you're too deep in sleep desperation you may start doing sleep perspiration <laughs> wow doug doug hensley everyone and after 72 hours of sleep perspiration you get sleep inspiration <laughs> i kind of want to see how far he takes this and if i, I, I was waiting for jokes, it. sam's gonna commit sleep asphyxiation <laughs> nice okay <laughs> it is true there we go there's the natural <laughs> conclusion of this yes yeah, like, that was the actual <laughs> there you go there you go nice so uh today's topic is it's not a hobby it's what i'm doing how do you explain to those who may not understand what creating content, streaming, or whatnot isn't just a hobby, it's something you're active in? Ooh, good one. I know. I read that and I was like, ooh, that's one that like we all have to deal with. Yes. Because like, any way to describe anything sounds always weird, in my opinion. <laughs> it's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Right. So what? Now? Wh anyway, why do you do it though? Right. I totally get that one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. Let's move on to the YouTube Roundup. Yes, yes sir. So we finally got another Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. Yes. How did you guys feel about it? Uh. <laughs> well, it took some getting used to because I'm not used to seeing the art style anymore. Yeah, I think I had that problem too. Mm -hmm. Same here. It's like, it's I, super bright and poppy. Well, like, oh. for me, everything looked plastic. Yes. Like, Sully's fur, because there is going to be a uh, Monsters, Inc. world, Sully's fur looked terrible. Looks layered like old-school PS2 Shadow of the Colossus hair. Well, I do think that this is an... It was an early build of the game. I it's... would give you that, but it's coming out this year supposedly well I it's really like think hey that you know this that rumor of monsters inc has been kind of swirling around since forever ago so i do yeah. think it's an old render of the trailer and they're just re-updating the graphics i hope so uh, you know i i was excited when they announced about the Monsters, Inc. World, as well as the trailer that I saw of Toy Story World. I'm kind of excited about that. 
Yes. But, like, watching some of the other trailers and gameplay that are out there, which you can't really tell what is what, um, because I don't know if the official, like, 15-minute play clip that I saw was an official release, but also you have, like, battling robots in the Toy Story world or something like that. And I was like, oh, it looks like Gundam and Mech Warrior somehow got in here. Well, I think if they are going to, in the Toy Story world, there's the Big Al's Toy Barn, and you're actually toys in toy robots. So it kind of makes sense. That would be cool. (laughs) The only thing is that, I mean, from what I got from it, I'm really excited about those ones. Um, I'm trying not to get it too excited because as Doug and I were talking the other day, every time I get excited about Kingdom Hearts 3, it either disappoints me (laughs) or it gets delayed. (laughs) Right. So it's like, oh man, it's coming out in 2019. When did that get changed? But I did see the OG Keyblade, though, so that's a nice little flashback and some new interesting Keyblades as well. It looks like the combat has not changed, which I'm excited for. Oh, yeah. Be able to uh, pick it up like, right really where we hope left that off. I they give a, reason, a canon reason why it took that long. <laughs> as if there was, like, some sort of... Because you remember there's, like, a year, two-year gap between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2... And Let me was... learn you some things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I watched like... a twenty-minute-long history and the full story of Kingdom Hearts. Twenty minutes, and there was some stuff skimmed over. What? Oh my god! The storyline <laughs> takes place over like a millennia. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, like the first game is actually not Kingdom Hearts 1. There's a game before it, then Kingdom Hearts. So there's this was... huge stretch of time between the first game and then Kingdom Hearts. Then it kind of chops up, but there is like a five, six year span between 1 and 2. Huh. Because there's like four or five games in between. Nice. So there's a lot of history that if you don't play all the side games, you don't re- you don't realize. And then you're going, what? 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 What, <laughs> what did I Like, do? at one point, there's two characters with the same name <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. So I, I, I do agree. I hope they give some sort of reason, though, Doug, like you were saying. Uh, before I rudely cut you off, sorry about that. It would be great uh, if, like, Merlin came in and was reading, like, the game opened up with exposition, with the narration, which we know we all hate, but for Kingdom Hearts, we'd all love if Merlin came in and was read us the entire history of the Keyblade War. True. That would be cool. It was just like, uh, or at least you got to collect pages, and it was in order. It's like, oh, you collected page 13. And it told you about this event. Uh, one of the games did talk about the Keyblade War. Okay. Like, very in detail. Like, talked about what the Kingdom Hearts was, how to access it. Oh, wait, there's multiple Kingdom Hearts. Um, there are multiple Kingdom Hearts. Like, one is... It's one where everything goes to, planets and people. One where just planets go to, and one where just people go to. And at one point, the main character, the main antagonist, is trying to open up one of them. Fails, goes, huh, let's try the other one. Tries the other one and fails, and trying the third one, and it's like, guys, couldn't have come up with a different name than Kingdom Hearts, huh? I, neat. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> so, here's my thought. Kingdom Hearts 3, when it comes out, it's either going to be hailed as the greatest game ever, or it's going to flop. Oh, it's going to flop to Duke Nukem. Yeah. Well, I think... Okay. Whoa there. (laughs) Let's not Uh, go that far, man. (laughs) Duke Nukem already had kind of a niche market. This is Disney and Final Fantasy. One of the biggest RPG names mixed with the biggest media conglomerations in the world, I dare say, because they own Marvel. They own all these film studios. Like, remember when we were talking with one of our coworkers at work there, Sam? We're like, she's like, oh, Disney owns everything. And oh, so we went it literally and they does. Own, own everything. They own the Fast and Furious films. 
Wow. I did not know that. One of their uh, side companies. I do know that Final they own Fantasy. ESPN, however. Yeah. So um, Final Fantasy and Disney mixed together, it's either going to fail or be the greatest game ever. It will. Be, it'll go along the side of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Final we... Fantasy Fifteen. Everybody was waiting for. It, everybody was excited for it. And then it came out, and everyone was like, "This is what we waited for." It wasn't bad. It just was not worth the wait for it. <laughs> like Duke Nukem. Yeah. No, Duke Nukem think... was arguably just bad. <laughs> you think the it was just a with bad Final game? Fifteen was the people who waited for it to come out didn't want a hyper realistic, super angsty storyline. Uh, no, because when the besides fourteen, when thirteen came out, you and I, Doug, would have been twenty. Yeah, roughly. It came comes out seven years later. Think about that. That's a big difference. And they have a large genre jump. Like, everyone talks about, oh, it's just like the the J-pop, the K-pop band going on a tour, hanging out with your anime bros. A lot of people aren't into anime as much and their video games as much. So the casual is like, and I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but... The casual player is not like, yes, anime, yes, my anime bros in this video game and K-pop and all that. It's like, this is seven years of my life I've waited for this. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> seven years of my life. black waiting in Azkaban. Yeah, pretty much. Seven I mean, they... years. <laughs> I did my waiting. <laughs> but think about it, like... Really, honestly, anybody much like my parents' age, like my dad was super into Final Fantasy VI and started falling out after that, but he wouldn't be into Final Fantasy XV, whoa, whoa, not whoa, nearly whoa, whoa. as much. Wait, you're telling me your dad didn't play Final Fantasy VII? Uh, no, we didn't have a PlayStation. What? <laughs> we, didn't get a, we didn't get a PlayStation. We skipped right to PlayStation 2. So he skipped 7, 8, 9, and went straight to 10. That's and then pretty much after that stopped. That's he really didn't depressing, play X2, actually. the Charlie's Angels of the Final Fantasy games. We don't talk about those. I like Dude, X2, thank you. Uh, me too, actually. <laughs> As a kid, it was awful. As an adult, it's like, nah, this isn't bad. This is everything different. I've wanted. It's everything I've ever wanted. You know? It's basically a dress-up simulator. <laughs> <laughs> He's... I'm completely right. joking. <laughs> no, but it's kind of true. It's like, you want to change classes? You get a new costume! It's like, yes! <laughs> nice. You mean if I want to dress up as, what is it, the Beast Tamer? I've got to dress up like a giant Moogle? If you say so. And you're wearing a mascot suit. Fair. You're about yeah. ten years too early for Five Nights at this point. <laughs> Sweet reference, bruh. <laughs> nice. But, uh, going back to Kingdom Hearts, I still am looking forward to it. I look forward to playing it and going, what now? The who's it's got the what's it? I, I hope it really does good. Just for all of our oh, me too. I wanted to do... I almost am willing to say I want there to be DLC so they can just keep adding worlds. Yes. Yeah. Like, I oh, Frozen comes out. And those of you who own Kingdom Hearts 3 can also have the Frozen world. And this new world. And this new world. It's like, yes, more content. But that DLC will take like 10 years to make. <laughs> it is true. That's already made, bro. My, my it's already, it's be, already made. My daughter will be showing her children uh, the game. It'll go, dink. Would you like to play the Moana DLC that was just released? Yes. <laughs> Dad, guess what happened? <laughs> oh, wait. You've been gone for a while now. I miss you, Dad. <laughs> wow. That, that turned a really dark corner. <laughs> 
Just like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Just like Kingdom Hearts. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. Wow. Moving to talking about time travel and being in the future, how about we talk about something in the past? Let's do it. Let's do oh, this. Sweet segue, bro. Yeah, that was a pretty um, awesome one. <laughs> did you guys see the Batman Ninja trailer? The English version. Yes. Yes. Now, did you also watch the Japanese version? Same trailer, just Japanese. No, I did not realize that that existed. Yes. Either way, I'm super Lord pumped for this film. Batman. <laughs> I love it. Lord of Batman. <laughs> Nice. I am so excited. For this. Bane is a sumo wrestler. I yeah. yeah I know. I pa- accidentally <laughs> paused it to show Sam at the exact second. It's like Bane's clapping in front. Of him. It's like that's cool. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, is that Bane? <laughs> okay, so I I don't. There's one thing I didn't particularly enjoy, and that is Robin with the shaved head. It's Damian Wayne. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't look good, but all right, whatever. See, the whole problem I had with it is, why is Alfred there? Uh, Because why is Alfred not? (laughs) I was like... Alfred exists in all timelines. Exactly. I'm like, I love Alfred, but it's like, okay, so was he like battling fisticuffs with somebody and got transported? I would like to choose to believe... He was actually fighting Bane. <laughs> Dude, I, Alfred is actually pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. If you ever, like, read his backstory, it's like, he was, like, British Special Forces. Hmm. And yet he settled down to become a butler. It's like... Well, a butler to Batman, okay? Yeah. It's not just any butler, Doug. Well, I mean, he grew up with the Wayne, so he wasn't bat- He wasn't always Batman. Oh, he was Batman. Oh, he um. knew. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> This kid will be Batman. Who's Batman? Not a clue. <laughs> Not a clue. It's going to be some person I'm going to create. Wayne, I choose to believe that Bruce Wayne was born with the cowl on, and his first words were, I'm Batman. <laughs> That's nice, dear. That's nice. Eat your mashed peas. Um, yeah. The other thing I was like, I kind of hope that they don't. I wish that they didn't. Was the giant Joker mech. Yeah. I was like, no, that doesn't fit. That's important. No, that's not important at all. And then they had the, it's like, the bat, uh, the Batmobile, the Batcycle, and the Batwing are all gone. And then it's like, Bruce Wayne and the gang on chariots. It's like, (laughs) yes. See, I I guess that what I was kind of confused about is like, I'm guessing by saying that, he was implying that all the equipment he was using was built from, like, the remnants of those is what I kind of assumed, but see, I was thinking that it was like he he was saying destroyed, but it's like he no longer has access to. Yeah, um, guessing. So I, I wanted to ask a question. This might lead into something bigger, but what roles do you think the other villains are going to be? We know Joker's like a lord, a manor lord, whatever you want well, to call it. Uh, a warlord. A warlord. Um, Bane well, is a samurai. Uh, sumo. If you do look at some of them, you can see that Nightwing and Red Robin are holding up Gurla Grodd. Yeah, I did see that. But what I was saying is, like, what roles? Like, Bane is a sumo. So are they going to do other Japanese oriented roles for the villains? Uh, I, mean, I think so. Yeah. My, my thing was, is that. This is what I was kind of confused about. So, Batman obviously is playing the part of the ninja, whereas Joker is more of the samurai. So, as we know in all, like, anime or Japanese-themed movies, the ninjas and the samurai don't get along. Even in, like, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, the ninjas and the samurai didn't get along. Ah, yes, the historical epic. <laughs> the historical <laughs> epic. The only movie I will ever give approval, other than, uh, what was it, uh, that we were talking about, the book that was made into the movie where he dies every day, um, Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, Live, Die, Repeat. Uh, all, uh, all You Need is Kill. I yeah. read that book. It's yeah, a great book. It's, it's a great, great book. book. 
<laughs> but um, there's mostly... another historical epic that you are missing that is the only one that will always be acceptable. And that's are you, uh, you going to say Top Avatar? Gun? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. And I don't mean The Last Airbender. <laughs> I mean Blue Cat People. Oh, wait, those are the oh. same movie. Never mind. Um, wait, those are the same movie. <laughs> just with 100% more Blue Cat People. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't go the stereotypical route and make, like, Harley Quinn, like, a geisha. True. No, she's like a Harlequin. She's actually like a Harlequin. Oh, like a Kabuki uh, theater. <clears throat> no, she's just like a, a performer clown. Oh, that's kind of cool. That that would be sense. That would be nifty. That and then it, well, I know Catwoman was in it. She's a cat burglar. She's a thief. Oh, see? There oh, we really? go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Doug. <laughs> Tell us more about Tell it. Tell us more book about that. <laughs> <laughs> will, killer, will Killer Croc also be a croc? <laughs> but I'm saying, like... <laughs> no, I know. The idea of a cat burglar in Japan is way different. It's true. Uh, true enough. But it's just the way that it came out. It was just like, yeah, she's going to be a burglar. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I didn't see that I one also, coming. <laughs> I think I also seen in there the penguin. Oh, I didn't he's see that. He's going to be a business. He's going to sell cocaine. He's going to sell that. <laughs> he's just going to be Oh, the, there you like, go. The opium dealer. Oh, that's a good Because one. there was a character with a giant top hat. And I was like, that's the penguin because no one else wears a top hat. No well, one else wears a top hat. Red Hood has a giant red, uh, like, bamboo cage over his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, um, not, like a, almost like a Celtic woad, but Japanese made out of bamboo. Yeah. Um, there was also a Batman-themed, uh, movie recently that was like, ga- uh, it was like Torchlight Batman or Gaslight Batman or something like that. Uh, Batman by Gaslight. Batman by Gaslight. Thank you, Doug. That was Batman in Victorian age London. Yes. Why did I... Wait, what? It was just... It just released on Disney. (laughs) Okay, I'm like, how come I haven't heard of this? Is there... Is it almost like a gimmick of, let's put Batman in the past? Is it a good storytelling arc? Or is it just like let's reimagine the characters and make all everybody's OC and fanfic true? Um, I mean these things actually do happen in the comic books. Okay, cool. I know there was um the cult of the Man Bat. What? Um, which Batman goes back in time to like Neolithic times, and is like the herald of the Batman, basically. Hmm. Like he wears yeah, like the I mean- pelt of a giant bat. But kind of have set up precedents that Batman has always existed, and then that's kind of where young Bruce Wayne got the idea for Batman. Uh, I want to ask, because I feel like this is true, but I don't want to say it is. Isn't that, isn't that the, the reason that there's always been a Batman is because Bruce Wayne became Batman and accidentally traveled through time with shenanigans? And then, like, inspired all time about Batman? <laughs> um, I don't have a reasonable reason to say no, because that does seem like a comic book plot, actually. <laughs> there must always be a Batman. Why? Be- because, because I am Batman. Batman went back in time to always hold <laughs> Because Batman. I am Batman. <laughs> Batman. And turns out when, when Bruce Wayne goes to the pearly gates... Opens up the pearly gates, and lo, before him, it's Batman. Turns out, God is Batman. <laughs> that doesn't seem too far off either from the comic book plot. <laughs> it's like, wait. Well, there's the first, there is that time that the Fantastic He's like the Four, Doctor Who of the comic book world. You, you guys know about this time the Fantastic Four met Stan Lee, correct? What? <laughs> yeah, they went to heaven and they met Stan Lee, who was God. And then he he like literally rewrote them back into the storyline. It was weird. <laughs> I feel like Stan Lee's just sitting there. He's like, "How can I make this even more outrageous?" How can, I how got can you, fam. Way back in like the seventies. <laughs> he's how like, can "I got I you, fam." More money. <laughs> I got you, fam. Don't and worry. And when Stan Lee dies, he's met at the gates, and he's like, 
Stan Lee? <laughs> Turns out Stan Lee is a comic book character. <laughs> and God is Wouldn't Stan Lee. Wouldn't it be weird if we were just all comic book characters? Man, it'd be a really disappointing comic, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that Marvel. We're the first comic. hour and a half of The Watchmen. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one Marvel comic book that is all about the people who clean up after the superheroes. Uh, there was a television show that flopped with uh, the guy who played Abed from Community, and it was called Powerless. And it was like this company that built devices for people to save them from like falling rubble, falling from giant heights, rain that was acid. I feel like I have to go watch this now. It, it, well, it got canceled after a single season. Well, um, so it did did Firefly. Yeah, exactly. So did Firefly, and then it's like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. A book series. Uh, anyway, let's move on to our main topic. Unless we want to talk about Batman some more. And how God is Batman. <laughs> I think we're, we've done enough heresy for now. I need to go pray. <laughs> yeah, we've done enough heretical statements right now that we should stop. Okay, you're right. God is not Batman, he's Superman. Anyway, on to our topic. <laughs> oh. No, okay, actually, if you've on. watched Justice League, uh, I will say this. If you've watched Justice League, it's like... Wow, really couldn't be more obvious, huh? I'm, I'm, I don't feel, I, I feel no sorrow in spoilings for you, Doug, because you've seen it already, haven't you, Sam? Yeah. They basically bring Superman back to life to fight their battle because they can't do it without him. So it really is the, and I say this jokingly, and everything I've said like this is joking. Basically, is the our Lord and Savior Superman? Pretty much. They basically declaw everyone. Um, would it be still a good movie to watch if I liked the Flash? Eh. You probably should watch it because you yeah. like the Flash. I was about to say the Flash is like the only good character I honestly thought. Okay, actually, I'm gonna disagree. All the characters other than Batman and Superman are good, other than Steppenwolf as well. Yeah, like, true. Wonder Woman, I liked her. Cyborg, I liked him. The Flash, yep. Aquaman, yeah. <laughs> um, but they took Aquaman from being the royal, like, righteous ruler <laughs> to being the drunk I like nobody. I, I kind of like that, that he's denying who he was because of the comics. Um, There was one line in there that I can tell was 80 yard. And that was when they revived Superman. Wonder Woman goes, Kal-El, no. But they pan over to Wonder Woman. And her mouth is not making those shapes. It's like, hmm. This was absolutely ADR. (laughs) Is it the, like, bad kind of like Galaxy Quest when Sigourney Weaver yells, screw that, but she doesn't mouth screw that. <laughs> it's I know it's what not as about. egregious, but it doesn't fit. Like, I heard it the first time, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's almost like badly dubbed. Like, you can tell when they've dubbed over a voice almost. Okay, I have a question. Is it badly dubbed or due to how Gal Gadot speaks? Because, like, she has, I don't want to say it's a weird accent, but it's definitely not an accent you hear every day in Hollywood. No, it's ADR. Okay. Yep. It's absolutely 100% ADR. Um, anyway, moving forward from Batman and Justice League. Unless you've got something more to say about it, Sam. I hated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that is that I did not all like right. the movie. Let's move on to our main topic, which was... It's not a hobby, it's what I'm doing. How do you explain to those who may not understand what creating content, streaming, or whatnot, isn't just a hobby, it's something you're active in? Doug, would you like to start? Okay, so... We all have those... Well, I mean, I don't deal... I don't actually interact with a whole lot of people, actually. But, it's like, oh... You're going to do your, and they use the phrase, your little thing, and it's just like, well, I mean, if we could be a bit more demeaning, that would be cool. Like, I'd appreciate that. Um, 
But it's one of those when people do say, "Oh, your little hobby, you're, you know, you're gonna do your thing." It's like, well, you kind of have to view it as doing a job. Yeah, if I that can makes agree. Sense. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Um, and even admittedly, this week I totally slacked on doing some bite-sized news. Just I, I was playing with Final Fantasy cards most of the time, actually. Yeah. Not my fault. I mean, no, I started it, actually. But, I mean, like, it's one of those... You just have to do it. And when people are like, oh, you're going to do your little thing? It's like, no, it's not my little thing. It's, imp- one, it's important to, to me. So I, I'd, I'd appreciate it if, you know, you show, show it respect and me respect. If that makes sense. Because yeah. I would never say to, like... Yeah, you know, the person who works at we're gonna we're gonna create a hypothetical person who works at Nordstrom at the mall. Oh, you're gonna go to your little job? No, it's not my little job. It's it's my job. It's what I do. I can it's understand that. Thing, that. It's that thing that gives me purpose. Except for you know creating content, it's not. It, as of this point, it's not something that I do to pay my bills. It's something that I do to, you know, prevent the routine of, you know, go to work to pay bills, go home to sleep, and don't think about, you know, in 30 years where I'm going to be. It's like, okay, go home, record some, come up with video ideas, start working, you know, start formatting a plan of how can I record this or how can I get to that destination. I can understand that. Same. Sam, do you have thoughts? Uh, you know, for me, when it comes to creation, I'm going to go deep philosophical here, guys, so rein me back in if I go too deep. So, <laughs> Got I'm, it. T- I'm, I'm tying an anchor off so I don't go too deep in there. You know, yeah. as a human race, we go through and we're all storytellers, and we enjoy telling stories, whether that's through content creation, whether that's through music, whether that's through basically anything that we do, arts and crafts, um, anything that you can see kind of on YouTube, on Twitch, it's something that's always important to us because deep down we want to be creators and we want to create something. And we want to go through and we want to share it with others. So the matter of it's more than just a hobby. It's actually a part of what you are, per se. So as we go through, for example, we like to go through and create news articles. We like to tell stories of what has happened and we want to record it because... Without that story, or without anybody reporting it, who knows that it happened or not? I mean, if you can go through, and it's kind of like all of the, uh, I, I hate these, but like those inspirational stories that happen in Facebook, the only reason they got created is because like somebody wants to go through and wants to share it about how their dog went through and made their day, which is like, you know, even though it seems silly to me, just because I've seen so many of them. That's the only real drawback I have there for us. It's nothing against if that's what makes somebody feel better. But they want to share that and make sure that that information is recorded for somebody else to come along or that experience has been recorded for their family, for the rest of society as a whole. So, for example, we go through and we have this game that we enjoy and we record we want to share that and record it so others can enjoy it with us and it's not a matter of just simply hey i'm doing this as a hobby it's because i want to share something that's important to me so the rest of the world can know if that makes any sense yeah it it, totally does it does so Um, what are your thoughts about it i have varied thoughts um and this is something i've been talking through uh in moment shedding pulling the curtain back a little bit uh i've recently started going and talking to a professional therapist and talking about content creation and what that means to me um and you know you you, ha- you hear people saying do uh, i have a side question there yes i mean being as you revealed the curtain a little bit you know without going into detail like we see this mental picture of, like, Otto Van Scratch and Sniff from the Animaniacs, who's this, <laughs> you know, psychologist. 
Tell, tell me for about the, for, your mother. No. For the layman, what is it? It is, um, and this is for me personally, this is my personal story and uh, how it works, is just go for an hour. And this is my first session was this week. Um, just go and sit for an hour and just answer questions that they ask. Like, hey, what do you feel about this? And you just answer the question, expound on it, and then just keep talking about it. It's like talking to a friend, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. who is licensed to help, who isn't just going to tell you what you want to hear. Well, it's they specialize in actually going through and processing the information instead of just making you feel better. Exactly. It's the difference between going to your backyard with a shovel and hiring a person to dig into the ground for you. Exactly. You're going to go out... I can sit here and listen to your problem and, you know, dig away with a shovel, but I don't know what questions to ask and what techniques to use. They're like, okay, you answered this question. That was worded really interesting. Let's let's dig on that one. Let's drill down into that. Exactly. The way you, exactly. The way you said that made it go through because, you know, being completely, like, authentic here, I've gone through that year, or years ago. I went through, and I think for a period of almost three or four years, I spoke with a specialist, and it was one of those things where it's like, it helped me think through a lot of things that were going on in my life and helped me understand what the priorities are. So if anybody ever feels that way or is just looking for a place, I never will ever tell anybody that it's a bad idea to go through and talk to a specialist. Exactly. Yeah. Um, getting back to the question. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, th- thank you for you know, talking oh, about yeah. that. Hey, no, thanks for that. Like... The courage to share that, man. It's what, it's, uh, uh, the last part about that, just on that side note, is you don't hear people, like, being secretive about, oh, I'm going to the eye doctor, I'm going to the cardiologist, or I'm going to the neurologist, or I'm going to the eye, you know, the hearing doctor, whatever. But it's like, shh, don't tell anyone, I'm going to a therapist. It's like, wow, you actually are hoping to figure out mental health. Okay, we should, we should celebrate that on a level. Um, cause like, I mean, if I was going to the doctor for a yearly physical, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to the doctor. But society as a whole is like, we should be worried about mental health, but don't you dare tell anyone about you're doing anything for your mental health. Uh, so yeah. that's my thoughts. And so it's well, like, to me, it's not, I, thank you for thanking me, but to me, it's not courageous. It's just talking, telling, saying the story and truth. If that makes sense. It does. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, so anyway, back to content creation of a lot of people say, do what you love because you love doing it. And that's really good advice. I, I will agree. That is really good advice. But something that they were talking to me about, and it kind of makes sense of there's a last step that everyone forgets. Um, and I worded it this way to my wife. You wouldn't take, uh, I don't know. Alan Rickman, may he rest in peace, and say, okay, Mr. Rickman, why don't you go ahead and deliver your best Hans Gruber, your best Severus Snape, in this parking lot with no one there? He may love acting, but he's acting in front of an empty room. Is it still going to be enjoyable to him? That's actually a really good question. Probably not, because there's that last step, it's that reaction that's why react videos on youtube are so amazing it's the reaction to a creation so from my standpoint when trying to explain content creation to people i explain i'm like i like to create content that people can react to that people can resonate with um, and right now, for right now, it's gaming videos, but we're hoping to move forward with that. And I will agree, Doug, that some people are like, oh, you're doing your little thing. It's like, hmm, well, you watching your little football game? <laughs> it's true. It, yeah, no, it's the Super Bowl. No, you're watching that. I'm. It's one of those, be, by, by, make, by demeaning it to someone, you're demeaning them. It's like if someone basically was saying your child is not good looking or whatever. You're like, what happened to your baby? 
it's not just an insult towards that baby. It's an insult towards you as an adult, mm-hmm. as you as the yeah. parent. Well, like, you've if gone through and you've goes, made you what? Oh, you've made the decision that hey, I'm actually going to do this because this is something that I enjoy. And it's basically somebody going through. It's like wow, you really or the feeling. It's like wow, you really messed up. It's like well, why did I mess up? What are you talking about? Yeah. Or like me say, I, I tell people, yeah, I make videos for YouTube, and they're like, oh, my child does that. And it's like, cool, good for them. Like, good for them. Yeah. They, they almost like on a level of like, they're trying to take that, they're trying to take the wind out of your sail by going, yeah, my nine year old does that too. Yeah. It's like, well, your nine year old plays football. Are we going to be worrying about Tom Brady? I think that's football. <laughs> yeah. But you see what I'm saying? It's almost like they're trying to like remove the wind. It's like, hey, content creation and streaming, you don't, you wouldn't demean an actor. You wouldn't demean a director or a producer or the sound guy on the set of Justice League. As much as that ADR bothered me, that guy did he did his job. <laughs> like everybody who's involved in Justice League, the movie as a whole may be bad. But the director, the the guy behind camera A, you know what? He did his job. He done the he done the best he could because that's what he enjoys doing. So it's like, well, when I explain that to you, why is it almost shameful to say, uh, I make stuff and put it on YouTube, right? Twitch stream. It's like, hey, TV, television, it's going out internet content media is the new is the new hotness Norm. Yeah. you know i mean tv as a whole like vid- er, movie series and stuff along those lines or not movie series but tv series have all gone online to online mediums like netflix hulu so it's basically entertainment as a whole is changing to be web-based instead of hey, guess what? I saw him on the evening news. It's like everybody gets their news from somewhere else other than the local news channel nowadays. I don't know about you, but I get, yeah. I get mine from Phil DeFranco. Um. <laughs> I get mine from Fox News, guys. Um, <laughs> Fake news. But, but it's almost like there are no... Yeah. Like, acting school is no longer really a, a thing. And I'm not going to say... I'm not saying those who go to acting school, but I'm saying it's like, nowadays, look at... Look at some of the characters from the new Power Rangers film. Wasn't one of them like an Instagram model? Yep. yep. So it's like that's where that's where the new talent is going to be is internet content media. So if somebody says, "I want to be a vlogger," as a content creator, my response is, "That's awesome. What kind of content do you do? What do you what do you do?" I've not met a whole lot of bloggers because I work in an office building with people who wouldn't rather much talk about football. But it's like, cool. What do you do? Like, I used to be on the page of like, oh, vlogging. That's so dumb. Like, how could somebody talk into a camera all the time? And then I realized that's what we do with streaming. Except I don't have a camera. I just have a mic and a video game. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's interesting trying to explain though, like content creation to people who don't get it. They're not demeaning. They just don't. They don't know what Twitch is. Yeah, they, and they, like there are some who still almost willfully uh, unknowledgeable of YouTube. It's like, yeah. hey, you know that clip that your grandma, your 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 grandson sent of the cat playing keyboard? That's on YouTube. That, that that's no longer what YouTube is, because YouTube is now just almost high budget content creation. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like everything that you see, like gameplay channels, there's a lot of money behind those. Like, I mean, like even our channel, I'm like, oh, looking at almost the one. I know how much I paid for that. I know how much I paid for that. I know how much I paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> on top of like on top of equipment like you I've seen yeah. um, a good example is this um, I recently seen a video of PewDiePie talking about his new computer and everything if you tally up that one room in his house 
that one room in his house was over 10k. I believe it. It's like yeah. that that is what YouTube is. That that is content creation now. It's like you can start with a gorilla budget like we do. It's like hey, uh, I got a new piece of equipment. Let's find a way to use this. <laughs> yeah. We are the and kids provision. making Super 8. <laughs> yes. I mean, our our budget is improv completely, so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm using an old-school computer that... It doesn't have the RAM to run Minecraft. <laughs> like, unmodded. Nice. Like, vanilla Minecraft cannot run. Nice. Don't make me feel bad for giving that to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> make, but here's the thing it's immensely helpful because that's what I'm recording this podcast on yeah it's almost like that. I'm grateful for anything and everything because it's something that I can use yeah pretty much it's true um, but I think it also applies to a lot of other things like um, not just like content creation like we do or streaming like other people and we do even or Insta- just Instagram models, but also, like, all the other hobbies you can really think about. Like, look at, like, cosplay. That, it starts off as a hobby, and then it goes to something bigger. Or, like, model building. Yeah. It, and honestly, yeah, that's true. It's not... Almost... I, I'm gonna say this. Almost any hobby can be made into something bigger with enough determination and drive. Even underwater basket weaving. Yep. Somebody will pay for those baskets. I haven't thought about that. Underwater basket weaving would be super easy. Like, it would be super great because you need to keep your reed damp to weave a basket anyway. So. True. Next week on the podcast. We talk about underwater (laughs) basket weaving. Underwater basket weaving. Um, But, like, think about it like this. At some point, uh, we can all agree that, like, Jessica Nagiri is one of the biggest cosplay artists out there some point, it was just going to one con with one cosplay. Yeah. And now you can almost basically say she's built an empire on her back. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, she, that, she, she doesn't have to have, a, like, a 9-to-5 job. Which, I mean, that's not to say that 9-to-5 jobs are bad, because Sam and I, Sam, you and I all work 9-to-5 jobs. With different varying levels of, I love it. Yeah. I will make a caveat to your statement, though. Right. Nine to five jobs are not bad. If they are what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those, like, nine to five jobs are great. I, I, I have one. I have a day job. Because it's basically affords me to do what I want to do, which is this. Yeah. If I, I've told my wife no time and time again. If tomorrow morning I woke up to an email and it said, Hey, your channel is now fully funded for, you know, we you've got a new sponsor that's willing to fully fund you. You no longer have to go to your day job. I would text my friend and go, grab a box, shove everything in it, take what you want. I'll come and get my box. We're going to lunch. I wouldn't look back. Because 9 to 5 job, that 9 to 5 job, is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. A 9 to 5 job is great if that's what you want to do with the rest of your life. Yeah, and I think the big thing, though, that most people don't understand is there is an unhealthy for some people where it's, I'm going to go through and I'm going to become a YouTube star and I'm not going to have a nine to five job and I'm going to rely completely on any income that I have for um, this channel when they're getting started. And that's kind of what left a bad taste in their mouth when they hear about a YouTuber or something like that. It's like, so you don't have a job that you're making money and you're just doing content creation. And then they see that, Hey, guess what? You're the one that's borrowing money from me. And it's like, you know, there have been so many of those stories that have been put on the internet that it becomes disparaging sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't even do YouTube. It's like because you don't make any money for it, which is not true, um, especially in the case of like Rhett and Link or anything like that. 
but they kept the day job, kind of like Linus's tech tips. They kept the day job so they could keep that dream alive as it became bigger. So they didn't let it basically ruin all of their responsibilities, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. I think the almost, and it sounds weird, almost the perfect age time zone-esque to start content creation is college. Yep. Pure and simple. If I had started doing more content creation in college, it would have been way easier. Because I didn't really have to, the first several years, didn't really have to worry about a job. I was not married. I had a dormitory. I didn't really have to worry about finances. And I was one of the people who really didn't have to study through school. Me neither, but I didn't get good grades either. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying. And I I think this would all be a good topic to expand upon. Actually, in a blog post for the website, Mm -hmm. because we are looking that we are at right at 51 minutes so far. Yeah, true. I'll agree with that. So I think this would be a good topic for us to, because we do have uh, blog spaces up on the website to kind of write our thoughts on this i agree i agree with that uh, and I'm, I'm okay with that i like that idea all right let's quickly move on to our weekly challenge what what's what say you to that sam any other thoughts no, i would have to agree like especially the reason in being is that everybody's creation story is a little bit different because you're oh, telling yeah. the story of your life i mean i have a friend who she does um vlogging and it's like you know i'll be honest when at first she started it it's like i didn't really know what vlogging was and it's like uh, it seems silly but then i realized it's like hey you're actually putting your thoughts your ideas out onto the internet and people can go through and they can either correct you or they can be influenced by you so it's one of the things where it's like public discourse now is it's the new age of communication it's the new hotness Yes. (laughs) Then I saw Bernie Burns' vlog, and I was like, that looks like something I can do. Um, (laughs) True. Alright, let's move on to the weekly challenge, since we're gonna do that later. Okay. In all the games or shows you have watched, what side character did you find more interesting than the main character? Doug? Uh, I'm gonna go with I want to know more and find interesting Sid from Final Fantasy VI. Fair game. <laughs> Sam? Uh, you go ahead. Go for er, first. I gotta think about this one a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to say on a level, I want more about Zelda. Hmm. To me, she's not a main character. True. She's the MacGuffin. Exactly. You know, there is one, except I I feel like kind of they did a book series, which kind of made up for it. Um, Sergeant Johnson from the Halo series. Ooh. Ooh. That makes sense, yeah. It's because, like, think about it. He's the one character out of that entire series who at the very end of Halo 3 when he dies, which, I'm sorry, spoilers, if you haven't played that already, even though that was, what, like 12 years ago? Uh, Let's not talk about how long that was. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, when he died at the very end, I literally almost cried. I'm like, no, Johnson, you're going to make it through this. It's like, no, he doesn't. It's like, no, the one guy I wanted to survive the entire game series has just passed away. Plus, he's also the only one to really command Master Chief and be like, go here. That, and he's the only human, like, non-super soldier that you theoretically feel like he could actually do damage to any of the Covenant at all. Where it's like, the Marines yeah. are, the rest of the Marines are cannon fodder. He's just like, hey, guess what? I'm the glorified BA that will go through and ruin your day. I like it. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Okay, uh, moving forward to a little bit of gaming news. Uh, rejoice those of you. The Sea of Thieves PC specs are out. I know. So D- Doug can't run it. Uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug you can on, X- <laughs> on Xbox. Um, I will go ahead and say it is cross-play. So I'm playing it on PC. Doug, you could have it on Xbox. We can play together. 
Okay, cool. Okay, real quick, I want to read the uh, 1080p 30 frames a second uh, specs requirement. Because they are okay. pretty light, in my opinion. Uh, Windows 10 Anniversary is the uh, OS. The Windows, okay. 10 CPU... You what? Windows 10 Anniversary? Yeah, it's like uh, Windows 10 Anniversary 1607. I don't hmm. know specifically what that means. Must be like the first service pack or something, but go ahead, right. sorry. Uh, the CPU is an Intel i3 4170 at 3.7 gigahertz. Or an AMD FX6300 at 3.5 gigahertz. Which is not bad. I hate to Rick. say this, Doug, but uh, you don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam, don't tell me that. Don't ruin my... Don't break my heart. Uh, Ram You're cutting me apart, Annie. <laughs> Ram is 8 gigabytes. DirectX 11 is required. VRAM is 2 gigabytes. The GPU is an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 66, uh, 660, or an AMD Radeon R9 270. The GP, uh, the modern GPU is uh, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1050 Ti or AMD Radeon RX 46, uh, 460, sorry. The uh, HDD, which for some reason I'm drawing a blank on, is the 60 gigabytes at 7.7.2 k rpm and that'll be on graphics setting medium or rare hmm. so that's actually not terrible no that's not bad at all i think i might actually technically be able to run it at uh 60 frames a second or even 4k 30 frames a second That so, uh, is, that, uh, one gigabyte download speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fiber, baby. Um, so I'm excited for this. March 20th, it's coming out. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to it. So that's the Rex. And last but not least for the game movie news, sad news, Alita, the Battle Angel, and Predator has been pushed back by Fox. Uh, I'm... Ooh sad about that so we'll be getting i i've honestly forgot both these films came out and then it seems like yesterday i heard like 30 things about Ilita, and i'm like what like it's coming in a loot crate this th this article is like what's going on with Ilita recently i think Alita's gonna fail hmm and here's why uh, it's being released Jan uh, december 21st yeah oh that's a bad idea it's going to be facing off right next to a Star Wars film, I believe. Because isn't Star yeah. isn't Star Wars Episode Ten coming out this year? Not or this nine. year, next year. So it, even with Christmas, I don't know that Alita will be helped. Yeah, because not eight came out last year. Yep. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> it's not gonna do well. That's depressing. I'm looking forward to it though. Anyway, moving forward, we've got releases this week of Metal Gear Survive for PS2, February 20th. Payday 2, Nintendo Switch, February 23rd. I'm not gonna be playing either one of those games. No, I played Payday 2 too many times, and then I really wanted to actually take a look at Metal Gear Survive, but. Uh, with <laughs> the politics of the last game, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, I'm, eh. I'm interested in it, but I'm not interested enough to buy it unless we get, like, a ton of feedback that's like, play Metal Gear Survive, at which point I'll probably end up playing it. True. But I'm too dedicated to Deo Kojima, man. Yeah. They did him the dirty. Yeah, they really did. Even if anything um, yeah. that he said, I don't know exactly everything that went down, but even if he did something to deserve it, it's like, listen, he was the creator of that entire series. You can't just blacklist him like that. Yeah. Uh, so Plus I think that's baby. actually going to wrap us up. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter 
at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time.